Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing some news about Falcon and the Winter Soldier and She-Hulk and rumors for the future, as well as your feedback. All that right after this. Hey, Matt, what if there was a 50% off sale happening every time you went shopping for razors? I would like it. Well, Shaving with Harry's is kind of exactly like that. Ooh. They offer premium blades refills as low as $2 each. That is up to 55% off compared to the price of Gillette Fusion Pro Shield razors. You know what my favorite thing about this thing, whole Harry's thing is? I don't have to think about it. They show up at my house and I don't even have to worry about it because I let my razors go dull all the time when I have to be responsible for buying them. So this way, they just show up. (laughs) They're responsible for you. I love it. I love it so much. Take things off my plate, Harry's. (laughs) Well, Harry's wants to offer you even more savings. Uh, New customers get $5 off of a Harry's trial set when you go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast. Ooh, that's great. Harry's believes that every Everyone deserves quality shaving supplies at a fair price, and you can feel good about your purchase. 100% quality guaranteed. If you don't love your shave, you let them know, they will give you a full refund. And again, Harry's has an amazing offer for listeners of this show. New customers get $5 off a trial set at harrys.com slash MCU podcast. You'll get a five-blade razor, a weighted handle, ergonomic foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover to go with all of that. So join millions of guys who are already saving money and being responsible and go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast to claim your offer. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, read us that five-star review we got this week on Apple Podcasts. Got a juicy five-star review from Katie Button, less than three. I know it says heart, but I'm a robot. You're not a robot. I'm, I read things like robot. The only podcast I listen to regularly. <laughs> See, I'm a robot. No. Anyway, <laughs> Katie Button says, man, you guys always have great episodes. I'm a mom of a two-year-old, which means I don't get much time to listen to anything. But whenever I have to drive anywhere by myself, I throw on an episode. Sometimes I manage to listen with the kiddo in the car, too. I find myself laughing along with you when you inevitably end up cracking jokes, which is always nice. I get all, or at least most, of my Marvel news from you guys, which makes it super convenient to have it all in one place. Your cast is a place I can always come back to that feels like home, and that's a pretty sweet deal. Thanks for everything you do. Wow. Thank you, Katie Button Less Than Three. We really... Katie Button Heart. Uh, Katie Button Heart. Yeah. No, I, I really appreciate that. That's very kind. Feeling like home. That That's... A, a higher praise could not be uttered. I, that's awesome. We had to clean up, man. She's got a two-year-old. I know that that two-year-old's going to turn into a three-year-old and start saying things we say. We got to... We got to watch ourselves. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into our news. So, uh, first kind of big thing, sort of big thing, if you, uh, if you like people, um, who have starred in other things, <laughs> uh, Carl Lumbly has been cast in Falcon and the Winter Soldier in an undisclosed role. Uh, for those of you who don't know Carl Lumbly, he was the father of John Jones in Supergirl. Uh, he was also in, he was uh, a lead in Cagney and Lacey back in the eighties. Uh, huh. So he's a, a bit of an aged, aged gentleman, um, but I think that he could be, he could bring a, a bit of gravitas to this show and, and kind of, 
you know, show that they mean business, you know, as far as their characters and their, their actors. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I do not know him. I, I'm looking at his IMDb and I, I've definitely seen some things with him in it, but I don't know his, I don't know him well. So that'll be cool. Uh, All right. But I, but well, I, you'll know him well after this. I guess I will. I guess I will. <laughs> Unless they cast him in some like high makeup background sort of, you know, cameo type thing. But and I mean, it's. I'll know nothing, Jon Snow. And then you'll know. Absolutely nothing. Like anyway, so kind of the uh, the real meat of this Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, news stories that we have is like one of the things is that they've wrapped filming in Atlanta. That's pretty uh, pretty great. That you know wow. it's coming along. It's coming along. Um, also, part of that for some reason the the article decided to include their production budget, um, which only goes to show me how much they're actually putting into it, like how, how much care they're putting into it. The production budget for the six-episode miniseries is $150 million. What? Yes. That's insane. That is That's crazy for a series. That is crazy for a series. I mean, I, I guess I haven't really paid much to I thought that often series, like a TV show has like a million dollars an episode type budgets. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these shows. Yep. Um, like I, I, I mean, that's maybe my, maybe my information is old, but man, uh, that is, <laughs> it's inflation. <laughs> yeah. But 150 well, million is just crazy. Uh, as of a, uh, a 2017 article by variety, uh, the typical range of production budget for a high end, uh, and streaming drama come in at about five to seven million dollars per hour. Okay, um, and I'm looking at just just for comparison of another superhero thing, a pretty good one. I looked at the Flash, and it they ring in at about three million an episode. It looks like so like yeah. average TV is like that, average superhero TV like three million dollars, and then you look at like you said like streaming dramas five to seven. This is. 25 million per episode. Wow. I mean, 150 million is not far off from like movie budgets of a lot of the, a lot of the MCU movie budgets are around that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's Holy like crap. That's a, that's <laughs> a, about a, that's a, that's about a quarter of what they spent on like infinity war. <laughs> <laughs> That yep. is insane. And I mean, I know why they're doing it. They're doing it to really show that everybody needs to have Disney Plus. And if you can drop yeah. a Falcon and Winter Soldier, that kind of a thing, that high of a budget, high of a expectations thing every year or two, I'll keep, I'll keep, you know, Disney Plus forever. This is, man, that is crazy. That is yep. crazy. I'm really, really uh, blown away by that. That's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of that probably ties into their intended uh, intended story because the plot synopsis that they released online is just basically that these two guys come together in a fight that strains both of them to their limits and like that's it that's all they said about it. Mm. One of the things that I you know I kind of been reading up on when I was when I was doing a little bit of research here is that there were set photos that were leaked um, of when filming Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, somebody had looked out their window and snapped a photo and. In that photo, there was a flag with a, um, 
an icon, you know, a, a symbol of a, a crescent moon, a star, and a lion's head. And that normally, you know, that's whatever. It could just be a flag of whatever. But specifically, that comes from Marvel Comics. And that is on the, sh the flag for the nation of Madripoor. Which, Madripoor is usually related to X-Men. Um, it's a kind of a, a hovel for supervillains. It's overrun by supervillains. And you a, a lot of times we'll see Wolverine going there. Or, you know the X people or some of the darker X people going there either to disappear or because that's where their bad guys have gone to. Interesting. I don't know if that means they'll be using X-Men, but I, but the thing that makes me wonder is, is that a direct, is that our first direct connection to the rights coming from Fox? That's my thought is that we're now getting the rights back from Fox. We, you know, cause we're part of the MCU uh, generation team, right? <laughs> Um, just like, it's like the, the people who say we on the football teams, Oh right? yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Exactly like that. So <laughs> we're, we're finally getting the rights back to X-Men and this location that's normally X related, uh, is being used in our MCU. So, I mean, that could be the first hint of the rights coming back and that's it. Or we could get some mutant type stuff coming in here. Hmm. That's exciting. It is. And you get a mutant. And you get a mutant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just felt like my that's exciting came off kind of Oprah-like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other major thing in our, our discussion here is that She-Hulk is going to begin filming in July, and a casting breakdown was, was put up online for the, the role of Jennifer Walters. They're wanting somebody, you know, 26 to 34, uh, no, uh, no race specified. They just, they want her to be a lawyer. Like this character is going to be a lawyer who received a gamma radi gamma irradiated blood transfusion from Bruce Banner, which is exactly how it was in the comics. Uh, as far as the She-Hulk origins. That's awesome. Uh, but an interesting thing in that is that they called her a future Avenger. Referred to her specifically with the, the, the term future Avenger. Wow. So so this is a this is a Disney Plus series where a character is eventually going to become an Avenger. So there it's looking like there's going to be not just crossover down from the movies to the to the TV, there these characters can be introduced here and go up. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Uh, what excites me most about that is if that's really like it, if that's just not like copy and pasted from the comic, if that's actually what they're doing, do you think Mark Ruffalo will appear in the first episode of She-Hulk? He has said so many times uh, that he is interested in the She-Hulk story. And he has put in every interview that he's in, he has put his full... Uh, excitement behind that sort of thing. So I think he's coming back for that. That's awesome. That I really, I really hope he comes back, uh, comes and does that. I just like just seeing him for the first 45 minutes of the series, like seeing banner uh, would be so cool. Be so cool. Yep. Rumor has it also that uh, William Hurt as general Thunderbolt Ross will also show up in, uh, in the She-Hulk series. Uh, but the, the real the real meat of that rumor is that he will eventually become Red Hulk. Yeah, 
I know this. That's just a rumor. Uh, the other stuff I th- we think is confirmed stuff, but this is this is just a rumor. So take with grain of salt. But yeah, I would absolutely love to see. We we've been talking about him becoming Red Hulk for a long time, uh, ever yep. since he showed up. And so yeah, love to see it. I would love, love, love to see it. Yep. And um, you know, while we're talking about rumors, I I had one more that was uh, juicy, kind of thrown on the fire as a as a juicy one. Um, so we know that in the Loki series, that little you know two second snippet that they showed us of Loki, he was in what looked like uh, prison duds in TVA, and the TVA is the Time Variance Authority. Um, the rumor, the rumor now is that Kang the Conqueror will debut in the Loki series, and in comics, Kang the Conqueror was once a member of the TVA. Oh, okay. I so that's a that. really. Like it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be uh, like a, a you know he's the villain and he's you know his comic book accurate villain counterpart or whatever. Like this could be the origin story for Kang the Conqueror. That's really fun, really really fun. Oh man, so just like I'm so excited about the Marvel Cinematic and where it's going because it seems like they're we're really getting what we were promised five years ago with the connectivity of, you know, these shows really being connected and it really having crossover potential that we've never had before. It's crazy. It really is. Okay. Well, uh, that's all the little news and rumors we had. Let's get into some feedback. Uh, well, first thing I wanted to mention about the feedback this week, uh, I have gotten such an outpouring of support from you guys um, about my sister passing away. Um, I, I mentioned it, uh, and I, I wasn't hadn't really decided before we even started the cast if I was going to mention it, but it was just such a big part of what was going on with me, and I always want to be real, and just I didn't know what kind of response I'd get, or if any, from everybody, because honestly, it, it seems like an uncomfortable thing to even talk about, but... Um, which is weird. It's weird that it's uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's such a big part of life. Um, death is a big part of life. Uh, and, and <laughs> I was like, uh, death. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, 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 but, but it's so uncomfortable because it reminds us all that we're all headed there. And it's like, it's such a hard thing. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I meant to just thank you guys, uh, but I'm, I'm getting into weird, um, ramblings. Um, thank you for all of your condolences. Uh, I really, I, 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 I hope I responded to everybody. I tried to, um, but there were so many that I may have even missed some of you. So if I did, I apologize because it was incredibly meaningful to me to have the support of this community. Um, because you know, it, it, we do this, we do this every week. I mean, we spend a few hours a week talking about Marvel and, uh, and, and making this for you guys. And, um, it, it really means a lot that, uh, it's, that there's a community built up around it that all connects with each other. And we all, um, are human beings that care about each other. And, uh, just wanted to say thank you very much for all the, all the people who reached out and said, uh, said nice things and, uh, just lent their support. Um, really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, so thank you. Um, okay. Now that that's over, let's talk more about Marvel. <laughs> um, it, it, so it's so hard. To now make, that that's over. It's so hard to make transition is what I'm saying. I didn't mean yep. it, the, the thanking was hard or 
annoying. I, I'm very, it's just, uh, it, it's such a drastic shift in tone from what we do here. Uh, that's, that's yeah. why I almost stop being so serious. I know. Well, that's how I almost didn't mention it in the first place is cause I was like, well, we're a fun escapist podcast. I don't want to bring real life into this too much, but it was just <laughs> such a big part of what was going on. Then it <laughs> felt like I needed to tell everybody. Um, and it was, Really, really, really meaningful that everybody reached us. So many of you reached out. It really meant a lot. Thank you so much. Okay, let's dive into feedback uh, and talk about some fun escapist fun. <laughs> All right. So Ashley Coffin sent us a, a message that Ramey with a lot of exclamation marks. So like, many exclamation marks. <laughs> I am beyond excited to see Ramey to be or to hear that Ramey is going to be directing Doctor Strange. He's one of my favorite directors. I literally am named after Ash from Evil Dead. Whoa. Whoa. Right? That's like, crazy. Huge revelation. That is a huge revelation. Ashley is named after Ash. Oh, Ashley, that's awesome. Your parents are awesome. Oh, that's so groovy. <laughs> that's groovy baby she continues if this is really going to be a horror style film then there is no one else who i would want to make this completely mental i can't wait to see all his usual suspects pop possibly pop up in the film i wonder if that was why they showed that murdered picture in the morbius trailer if someone is going to connect a multiverse sam raimi would be the one to do it he made spider-man 2 have an actual horror style type of threat uh, I think we won't have to worry more about more Beyonce lines that made me almost roll my eyes out of the back of my head. Oz was a bit trippy. He did that one with Franco. Darkman had its moments as well. Hercules and Xena was always fun and definitely had some weird moments. Guys, I'm going to go all in here and say this is going to be perfect. Full faith in Raimi. I love it. And I, I love it, Ash. And I'm only calling you Ash from now on. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's probably it's the fair. intended consequence. Unless, unless, unless she tells us that's a problem, she is Ash now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, by the way, I think you said murdered. It, I think it must have autocorrected. Um, it's murderer written right written on Spider Man in the trailer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, yeah, no, he absolutely is the perfect like person to connect the multiverse. He literally created the other Spider-Man universe. Like this make that is really exciting. And the fact that we're getting a multiverse of madness and we're getting a director from a different Marvel universe. I hadn't really made that connection. <laughs> that is that is huge. Yeah. Man. I mean you didn't get it when uh when I said that uh J. Jonah Jameson mentioned Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 2? No, yeah, I, I remember that, but I thought, that, you know, that's just a nod. That, that, at the time, they didn't have rights to it. That was just the nod of someone, you know? <laughs> no, that was beginning the multiverse. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> Man, that is, how cool is it, if that is the connection, that they bring Doctor Strange, it, Doctor Strange is the connector, connecting piece, and it turns out, like, that, that throwaway line from that Spider-Man movie was actually the connecting, like, we find out that J. Jonah Jameson, maybe even a younger J. Jonah Jameson, meets Doctor Strange as he travels the multiverse in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> that would be amazing. How amazing would that be? Like, could, like connecting to another, uni a, a, like, throwaway line from another universe. Oh, man. I'm so pumped. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so cool, so cool, so cool. So, yeah. Anyway, that's awesome. Um, thank you for writing in, Ash. Uh, really, really great. 
let's see. Our next one is from Nathan. Our next few are from Nathaniel Muzzy. First one up, he says, "Hey, I've been getting a lot of bad info popping up in my newsfeed from Showbiz Cheat Sheet." which seems to mostly just redistribute, we got this covered with more advertising. You might want to give peeps a heads up. Yes, there is so much bad information. Uh, so, yes, we got this covered is basically all BS, and it sounds like Showbiz Cheat Sheet is another one. It, it annoys, like, the state of our world. I mean, the fact that basically everyone's a citizen journalist <laughs> that... uh has no, have no training, which in many ways democratize, uh, democratize journalism to the place where facts can get out. But we're in this really dark place where because everything is, um, you know, being like driven by clicks that we're just getting a lot of bad information out. And it, in the entertainment realm, at least it's just entertainment. And if if we say something stupid on the cast because we trusted the wrong website, like there's no big consequences. But we're dealing with this on in like every level of our society right now <laughs> is dealing with. I mean, it's the fake news thing that like, it, you know, it it it's it's it. Yeah, I'm, I won't get it. I won't get into the politics of that phrase. But um, yeah. uh, actual fake news. The actual is the problem fake here. news is a problem. So whatever whatever side you think. Is the side that owns that phrase, whatever. There's actually is like a big problem with our entire world being flooded with fake news about everything because everyone wants their clicks. And it pisses me off as a person who's trying to just create good stuff and hope it gets clicks. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to create good stuff and hope it gets clicks and be like honest about what we're talking about. Like, oh man. <clears throat> yeah, you may have noticed that uh, some of our episode titles have been a little more clickbaity. Oh yeah, recently we, we we have to embrace the like. Hopefully, the people will listen to this episode. But like, we try to always say something that's actually in the episode because <laughs> we used to just name it things like news and feedback, and we realized we we hire listenership when people see Sam Raimi to direct movie. You know, like an, a, the topic is listed, so we started doing that. Um, but like we try to always be truthful about like what we're posting, <laughs> at least as truthful as we know how to be. Um, it, it's to me clickbait isn't a problem. It's the the false nature of so much of the clickbait. Yeah, I guess I guess that that is inherent in the name of clickbait. It's it, your it's the clickbait and switch is the problem. The clickbait isn't the problem. It's the bait and switch that's the problem. <laughs> we can bait you to click here all we want as long as we deliver. Yeah, we just try. We got to try to deliver. Let's deliver. Uh, we gotta deliver here, Matt. Yeah, catch that <laughs> when Spider-Man. Did this turn in, <laughs> when did this turn into this crappy New York accent oh, from the? I thought we were. 40s. I thought we were doing dueling J. Jonah Jamesons. I guess it's not angry oh. enough. It's similar, but not yeah. angry enough. It's <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson is a product of a time past, <laughs> as is this accent. <laughs> Have you ever, um, J. Jonah Jameson is a lot deeper. There's a really interesting uh, like work about like you know that like accent that we think of as like the 20s or whatever i don't know the hey oh yeah hey, it's called the transatlantic accent yeah like that was apparently not really a real thing <laughs> right yep. it's yep. just like it was it was used in news and or it was used in like movies and news and stuff and it just yeah like you said the tran whatever the transatlantic accent like it's just a falsehood that we just believe that people in the early times in our country like talked like that <laughs> yep <laughs> I'll tell you what it is here. 
Yeah, that that accent doesn't actually exist in the world. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's this really funny thing that's been going around the internet, um, talking about changing the the accents that fantasy characters speak with. Um, And one of them is, like, elves no longer have a wispy sort of English accent. Um, They all now have that announcer from the 20s accent. Because that would be hilarious for elves. That would be hilarious for elves. I love that. Like my my first reaction <laughs> to that was quoting Lord of the Rings, where where they get to Lothlorien and Lord Celeborn's like, "Where is Gandalf? I would much like to speak with him." And I was like, "Where is Gandalf? I would much like to speak with him." Yeah, but you also have to if you're gonna do that, you have to give them like some uh, some patter from that day too. You know, like <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Frodo, you're a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Yeah. Hey, Chief, where's Gandalf? <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hey there, you little scamp. <laughs> Where'd Gandalf run off to? <laughs> it doesn't work without the pattern. That would be real silly. Yeah. Anyway. I love it. I thought you must have sent us other things on Twitter. Uh, question for us. Uh, for all of us, really. Let's all talk about it. In Endgame, Thanos breaks Cap's shield. But at the end of the movie, Cap gives Falcon the shield. Is it from another time, or are there multiple shields? Yeah, so he did not have a shield when he went back in time, right? Uh, he did not. He had the case of all the Infinity Stones, and he had the hammer. Yeah, uh, so I would have to assume that he went back and got another one created, because I assume he didn't take one from a timeline that needs it. Um, so I think, you know, he has, he has access to, um, Howard Stark in the past. He also has access to Wakanda now. So even though Howard Stark thought that was all that they had, um, I assume that he could have shown up on the doorstep of Howard Stark with, uh, some, uh, vibranium and been like, here you go, make me another. (laughs) Do it again, please. Oh man. That's, (laughs) that's really funny though, to have that image of like, you know, Cap sneaking around in another timeline and going, yoink, and then, like, cut to other Cap. Where is... I left it right here. Where is my shield? I actually would really love that movie. A, a, a Cap showing up in Wakanda and trying to convince a very protectionist Wakanda, uh, a, a protectionist Wakandan king that he's, like, from a f- different future. <laughs> and that he needs to give him some vibranium. And then what what is what does Howard Stark do? That's obviously in another timeline, but like what does Howard Stark do when like this guy comes to him to get another shield created and like he's like he told Cap that's the only bit that we have, that's all we have in the world, but then this other Cap shows up. Did he show up before then? Did he show up after? Is he lying when he says this is all we have? I would assume after because he know he has to like the prototype was created, so he has to give him like he already, it's he shows up after the original prototype was already created and goes, "Hey, make one more of those." I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, that's just my theory. Maybe. And the the uh, the next bit that Nathaniel Muzzy sent us is uh, he's he's clearly been spying on me. Um, mm-hmm. He said clearly Jeff found a genie and spent his wishes on this rather than world peace. And he sent us an article where. Chris Pratt and Tom Holland want to play D&D and record it. Man, you know what annoys the crap out of me about this? What? That it would be amazing? Stars have discovered podcasting, and they're just going to kick our asses. 
<laughs> They're just going to be so much better at it than us. Well, it's not even necessarily better. It's just like, I mean, it would be better, clearly. Especially Chris Pratt, man. Chris Pratt is one of the funniest human beings alive. But it's just like, you know... These guys with, like, humongous followings who've been in the industry for 30 years, like uh, Conan O'Brien, for instance, he just started a podcast, and it's like, well, po- like it's like all these people realized, oh, this is where the audience is now, because uh, everyone's, like, listening to stuff on their way to work or whatever. And there was a time when it was just, like, a bunch of people, I mean, and w- we were clearly on the tail end of this, but there was a time when it was just a bunch of people in their bedrooms making stuff. Uh, but now it's kind of like it's becoming a whole thing, you know? It's, uh, it's a whole industry now. Yeah, it, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. All right, Jesse Solis said to us, guys, love the podcast. Great place to get my Marvel fix during this scarce time. Uh, so I heard everyone saying that uh, that is Bucky unloading the gun in front of Zemo from that teaser we got. But let's be honest and look closely to Zemo's clothes in the hand. It looks like T'Challa's hand. I was watching Civil War the other day, and you, uh, if you remember, we all, all we saw was T'Challa put Zemo in a headlock, and that was it for that scene. But what if we got in the teaser was or what if what we got in the teaser was a flashback keep up the great work guys i love this show huh i love that idea that is a uh, that's a, a solid idea i think though that we're supposed to believe that that's bucky's hand with the bullets um just because the the look of it is similar to the arm that he got in Wakanda in Infinity War. Oh, that's a good point. Um, that he, of course he, it looks like the black arm, arm because it's a Wakandan arm. Right. So I just I think that that would be so much more powerful a scene if that were Bucky, you know, dumping the 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 handful of bullets out. If he were letting go of that anger and that, you know, putting that aside to deal with Zemo possibly but man how cool of a scene would it be if we actually get t'challa showing up in this show you know like even if it's just an extended version of the scene we got in um you know in in civil war like i'd love to see an extended scene of of (laughs) that that's why the budget's 150 million dollars because we had to have chadwick boseman show up yeah i'm i'm down for that (laughs) Like, oops, it turned into an Avengers series, sort of. Mm. Civil War 2, the series. No, Civil War 2 was a thing in comics. We can't call it that. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does feel, it would feel strange, though. So, like, maybe we get that. Well, it, it, I guess not. It's the, it's the first time we've seen Zemo since. So, it could just be, like, uh, in the sort of montage at the beginning of the movie where they cover where has Zemo been over the last while. Like they could easily show, you know, Zemo like getting captured Zemo getting, uh, saved his life saved by, uh, T'Challa. And then like, where does he go from there? And then he gets thrown in the, thrown in the raft or whatever. Uh, Maybe not the raft because he's not super powered, but Hmm. it's probably a mistake because, you know, or do, do we know, do we know where he ended up? Uh, I mean, he ended up in the in one of the little pods that we uh, that we saw Bucky in. It, he didn't like he had um, he had Everett Ross questioning him, and that's the last we saw of him. We didn't really see that like he went to the raft or um, you know he went to the cube or the fridge or anywhere else. We just know that he was in a pod, being held there. 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, so Steve Abramowitz sent us a link to a, a rumor video, basically, from IMDb that says, uh, will Doctor Doom be in Black Panther 2? Uh, what'd you think? Uh, we, we, we just watched this video. Um, it, it's basically just, that's all. The, the, the video is, is talking about the comics' origins and how they've how how they've crossed over in the comics and there's there's definitely some interesting stuff um that they have done and a lot of it has relates to other fox characters that they could introduce um but what do you think about Doctor Doom the the rumor about the possibility of Doctor Doom being introduced in Black Panther 2 and being possibly the main villain of Do- Black Panther 2 well unfortunately that rumor came from we got discovered oh, so did it? i can't put anything behind it okay good well, there we go. It, 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 see, this is the thing. It gets passed around. And, like, not, this is not Steve Abramowitz's fault. This is, like, uh, this is like IMDb I, I trust more than other sources. And so I was thinking, and it says it was from Geek Tyrant, which I don't recognize. So I was like, okay, well, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, it's spreading. We need to cut it off from the head. Yeah. Someone needs to fight. Uh, <laughs> we got this covered. The website. Like, just have a physical fight with the website. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Me either, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the 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 rumor uh, doesn't really have any weight uh, in my opinion, but it would be a nice uh, you know, a nice thing to see. We've got, you know, two characters who are leaders of nations. Uh one is doing bad stuff, one is trying to be a good guy. Like, you know, we could we could see that that kind of difference in character type same way we talked about uh having him face off against namor the submariner and honestly i might like namor the submariner more for that role uh just because it would be really like it would be a nice thing to kind of i don't want to say combat aquaman but like show the mcu's take on on underwater civilization you know it would be a really cool uh, cool turn to to bring in the Atlanteans and and do all of that um that storytelling so to speak yeah especially man. with the the depth of character that Namor has of being like sometimes good guy sometimes bad he just wants to do right by his country uh, but he also kind of wants to do right by the world but you know he's he's back and forth like he's such a complex character and doom doom is is still a complex character, but not to the extent that I think that Namor is. No, he doesn't walk in the grays the way Namor does. Right, right, right. So, I think that Doom would be better served in a uh, in a Fantastic Four sense, um, but not their first movie in the MCU hmm. or not their first outing. Yeah, uh, just because we've seen you know we've seen Doctor Doom already fail like three movies <laughs> i think one of the one of the ingenious things that uh marvel has done is they almost never introduce a good villain and a and the hero in the same movie right um they almost right. always like the best villains are introduced um you know in the second or third movie almost always and sort of the same thing with with heroes like almost always the first outing for a hero their villain sucks and i don't think everybody talks about that as a flaw and i think that's a feature not a bug like i think it's they don't give much characterization because they take their time to focus 
on one character or a, or a small family of characters and build those characters till you care about them. And then later they can face off with people you really care about. Uh, like even, even T'Challa, you know, Killmonger's a great character, but T'Challa was introduced in Civil War, so you already had a sense of him. So when you get into the movie, and I still think that's actually a weakness of Black Panther the movie. I think T'Challa is one of the weakest characters in that movie because you don't they don't focus on him. They focus on Killmonger and then a lot of T'Challa's friends more than they focus on his real character, I think, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. They um they did give him some good uh, you know, meat of an arc, but it was it was compressed into a couple of different scenes and then the rest of the movie was all about other people. Yeah. Which I I love that movie and I, it makes me very interested in all the other characters. So I'm down. I'm interested in all. Yeah. Not saying that the, not saying that the movie was bad, just that the characterization of T'Challa could have, could have had a bit more to it. Yeah. So I I agree with you. I think that if you, if you're going to create a fantastic four, like, yes, uh, maybe maybe introduce Victor or something, or, or maybe introduce him, but don't make him the main villain of the first movie because giving a character a reason to do what they're doing and trying to build the new characters the, and build the family that is the Fantastic Four is a lot to do in one movie. And I think Marvel up till now has realized that and they haven't tried to create these characters. Although now there's TV shows, so they could easily do a six-part miniseries on Doctor Doom and then you go into the Fantastic Four, and that for whoever wants it to be, that character is fully fleshed out because it's six six episodes with him. Do you remember, um, like months, maybe years ago, where I was like, you could bring the Fantastic Four in uh, and have them just kind of show up as like, hey, we've been, you know, we were in the '60s, we were big in the '60s, and we're we've been exploring the multiverse right. since then, and. Like that could be the thing about you know why they why they're gone sure. now. Um, what if they were big in the '60s and it's not the multiverse that they've been exploring, but they were captured by the Skrulls and have been uh, captors of the Skrulls that you know are doing bad things, uh, experimenting on these people, and you know they they did have their superpowers and. Um, they the the scrolls have been working to take those powers and combine them into the super scroll. Like what if what if that was our origin for the Fantastic Four? It's possible. It's possible. I, I don't know. I, I feel like and I know we've gotten two different versions of the Fantastic Four origin, but I feel like we want an origin for the Fantastic Four, right? Like I, I don't feel like we've gotten too many of them. And the the, the last one was so uh ill received that I really would like to see uh, an origin story for them, if, whether it's in the like 60s a true or not. Origin story, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and if it, if that's going to happen, I'd rather that be the end of the movie than the beginning. Kind of like Captain America, where you know you get their full origin story in the 60s, and then suddenly they're captured by scrolls and taken off, and then they wake yeah. up and it's the future, and they're in the middle. Like, what if, what if we get? Uh, we talked about this with Captain Marvel, but like, what if we get similar to what we got with Infinity War and Endgame? We get a two-part uh, Secret Invasion movie, and then and and we get a Secret Invasion Part One, and then in between, you know, they always have to do the couple in between movies, like they did with Ant Man. Um, yep, they do a 
Fantastic Four movie where we find out the origins of the Fantastic Four and the end of the movie is them waking up after like a 30-year sleep where they've been, or I guess 50-year sleep, where they've been experimented on over 50 years out in space. And it's like Johnny Storm or Reed Richards waking up in space and looking down at the battle that we've been what we just watched in the first secret invasion or whatever. You oh, know? That would be so and so cool. like you suddenly realize that they just got captured at the end of the fantastic four movie. And suddenly they are in the middle. The end of the fantastic four movie is the end uh, is the same moment as the end of the, uh, whatever secret invasion movie they have. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd be so down for that. I'd be so down for that too. I'm glad I had such a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is my favorite stuff, man. This sort of theorizing and bouncing ideas off each other and coming up with things. I just, I just love it. I love it. All right. So Cole Smith sent us a message. <laughs> says, hey, guys, I was going to start this with, hey, gents, but I didn't want to risk this getting read in Jeff's steampunk douchebag voice. <laughs> I love this so much. I just responded to him and I said, I'm so glad the steampunk douchebag thing persists. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I occasionally uh, go back and read that just to, uh, you know, just to have a good laugh. Keep yourself humble. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> anyway, he says, just kidding. I love you guys, and you're a great outlet for me to discuss the MCU with. I find myself responding and chiming in out loud, even though I'm by myself. <laughs> that being said, I have a thought. I found myself listening to the Age of Ultron review you guys did and made me want to rewatch it. In doing so, I noticed Cap did kick the shield like, did the, the, the shield kickflip in front of Baron Wolfgang Von Strucker? I think he might be Taskmaster. I'll spare mm. you the details, but if you look him up on Wiki, all his abilities seem to add up. Thoughts? P.S. No one really dies. Lol. Mm. Also, I have a theory about WandaVision and Doctor Strange movie. I will also spare the details on that, because this is probably getting too long. But basically, I think it's House of M in reverse, Wanda creating mutants instead of her saying no more mutants in the comics. Uh, this giving us mutants who appear to be a threat to society, you know, giving us a tame version of AVX, much like Civil War. Thoughts? Anyway, love the podcast. Keep it going. Please, for I would be lost without it. Oh, thanks, Cole. Um, what do you think of Baron Von Strucker being Taskmaster? I don't like mixing the characters like that, but, you know, I'm a purist. Um, right. <laughs> But it definitely could be, because uh, that was one of those villains where we were like, oh, yes, Wolfgang von Strucker. And then there's like all these things that he's done that, that are bad in the comics. And like he's so imposing and he's got all these machinations going on. And then he just dies off screen because Ultron wanted to make a Banksy. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it, it is. It is kind of a waste of a character. And in a time when they kind of need their characters because well i don't know we just got all the fox characters so who knows what well, they they probably got plenty of villains at this point but um <laughs> yeah it, it did seem like a waste of that character from based on his comics origins yeah yeah i mean it he could have done so much but having him mixed together to be taskmaster as well would be kind of i don't know it, would, it wouldn't sit right with me because taskmaster is so neat by himself and and von strucker is so cool by himself like these guys are they're separate and in my mind they need to stay that way 
But, I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is made up of a lot of characters that are amalgamations of other characters. Like Hela, for mm-hmm. instance, is a you know, combination of Hela from, from the comics and the Enchantress from the comics. Right. Um, so, you know, we might see that happen. And I don't know that the Taskmaster would necessarily be... I don't know. It could happen. It could happen. I, yeah. I mean, all this is based on me saying that, like, the kickflip of the shield, you know, happened in front of somebody. So obviously, it's somebody that was in the elevator. But I completely forgot that he did it in Age of Ultron. Um, I like this discussion, though. I like that these yeah. keep coming up. We're gonna like. I, I hope we continue to get people writing in. I watched this movie, and there's a kickflip, and here are all the suspects. And then the truth right. is, it doesn't have to have even happened on screen. Like this could be someone he fought at some other time, um, and then it could not. E- it does seem like they're they're with him doing multiple cap like things. It seems like they are uh, telling us that some this is someone who fought Cap. Now whether that's someone who fought Cap on screen, we'll have to see. Well, I mean, Taskmaster can also just watch footage of someone. Sure, uh, yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel I feel like that's not going to be the thing, though. I feel like they're gonna. It's kind of a cheesy way out. Yeah. Like, oh, there was a camera in the hallway that one time that you didn't see. With all these teases in the trailers, I just feel like they're teasing us fans that are really looking for this sort of thing. So I feel I hope they don't do that. I hope there's some sort of connection to Cap with this character. As far as the other theory, uh, House of M in Reverse would be pretty. Uh, Pretty cool. I mean, I think I've been saying that that WandaVision is a House of M type of thing. I, de- I definitely think it's one possibility. <laughs> we've we've talked about it before. That that's definitely a possibility that she'll just give us give us mutants. But I don't know. I don't know. Wait a minute. Uh oh. What you got? House of M, and the whole like. Everything that we saw in that teaser was all about the house that they were in. And then it's got an Olsen in it, so full house. It's about old sitcoms. Full house of them. Full house yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is one of those bad theories that we come up with. Yes, full house of them. I love it. Let's print it. <laughs> get, get this podcast out there quickly before someone else comes up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Put a copyright on it. This is us. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. And our last one. <laughs> our last one is Mother Ah! There are six A's in there. And this was actually a five-star review as well, but it was more of a feedback thing, so we're covering it in the feedback. Yeah! Uh, Darkhold Ghost Rider Connection. Longtime listener and love your podcast. I had an idea about having the Darkhold reference in Marvel's Runaways. Perhaps that was added to connect to the proposed Hulu Ghost Rider show before it was canceled by Marvel. Just a thought, but it would be cool to connect that Cloak and Dagger and Runaways in the same season. Man, that's a great point. Yeah, the fact that the Darkhold would have been nice. Up, uh, the Darkhold was something that uh, w- last we saw it was Ghost Rider riding off with it, and then we see it again in Runaways. Like, it may- absolutely makes sense that that was a that was a goal. So good, good call, Mother. Ah. the 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 people who write it on itunes it's so funny because the people when you create an itunes account name you're not thinking of a screen name because it's not really like i don't know it's not really what the way you use an itunes login 
Yeah. But then we get these things like Mother Ah, and I think they're very good. Mm. Makes it a lot of fun. It does. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. This is a great idea. I, I love this. I hope I I hope that's what their goal was, but it unfortunately Ghost Rider never happened, so we never saw it. And all those shows are canceled, so it doesn't even matter at this point. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> well, uh, that's our feedback for today, guys. Uh, we appreciate all of you very, 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 very much. Um, and we'll be back uh, in a couple of days. We've also got our new show. We'll be launching. Uh, we should be able to announce it next week once it's up and on iTunes. So uh, really excited about that. We we're going to have like four or five episodes out when it drops. So uh, you guys can, uh, can, can check out the other show that me and Jeff are launching. It's, it's not always going to be me and Jeff. It's going to be a a, a assorted group of stranded panda hosts and uh, other people that we're going to get into it. So, uh, but that's going to be coming out real soon. So, uh, we'll be back soon. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, uh, at mcucast on all the social medias, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we got a few new patrons this week. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Um, it really, really, really helps us out. Uh, and and the the patronage is how we I believe uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, is a new patron and then Ash who was what we're calling her now she upgraded her uh, membership and th- just thank you thank you thank you so much um, and if you thank you Elizabeth and Ash if you are uh, out there uh, and you're you like the show a lot it really does help us a lot those those a uh, few do- a few dollars a month. Um, you know, dollar per episode or whatever really, really does help us keep this this thing going. And it's the reason we've been able to expand and create this new show that's coming. Um, yeah, and all the new shows that are coming. It's all because of the support of you guys. So thank you. Um, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers.